everybody hey squeezer hey buddy we are back and summer vacation is on a roll isn't it squeeze yeah it is it feels like it's like a i feel like i'm down at the beach right now down <laughs> in my uh we'll call the studio oh why why is that uh i had the i used the uh, dehumidifier upstairs when i was shampooing the carpets uh-huh. and i never hooked it back up okay so it's a steady 87 to 90 percent humidity down here. Oh, that's nice. And nothing, uh, a chubby boy loves nothing more than water <laughs> in the air. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy a little humidity. It's good for your skin. It makes your skin feel all right. Uh, so when I'm talking summer vacation, I'm talking about our radiers.com event that started uh, a couple days ago. Have you been uh, following along with the blogs? I- I am following. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely. Uh, am. Some people seem to be into it. Um, so I might as well have some interaction with the website. <laughs> so um, every day for the entire summer vacation, I am writing a. I'm posting a blog. Uh, six days in so far, I've kept with it. I've written some interesting stuff about my past. Uh, today there was a little uh, nod to how Enchantress and I met, and Ghostbusters is involved, of course. Um, but uh, there's, I got tons of topics, just like we have topics laid out for the podcast all summer. I've got, uh, topics laid out for radiers.com. And, um, one thing I might write about is planters cheese balls are coming back this, this month. Well, next I month, saw July. That. Yeah. Yeah. Those, my dad used to buy those and we did it. My, my, it was my grandfather's thing. Now what I want to come back is Eagle Snack Mix. Uh, Anheuser-Busch used to have its own brand of snack lines called Eagle. And the mm-hmm. snack mix I've talked about on the show before featured pretzels and Cheez-Its kind of cheese crackers that were in the shape of the Anheuser-Busch logo, which is an eagle. That's why they're eagle. And then like honey mm-hmm. roasted peanuts. And it was just a wonderful melange of deliciousness. Yeah, I got. I almost woke up. We were putting the little one to bed and I was... She's so close, and I just start scrolling through the Instagram, like in the corner, so she can't see. And I see Dork Knights had post- sent us the Planner's cheese ball thing. Yeah, I got so I got so excited. I wanted to wake her up just to tell her. <laughs> Not that she would know what it is, but but she'll love it. The, trust me. Your, your daughter? Yeah. Oh yeah, she loves cheese and uh, various forms of carbohydrates. So, just like Daddy. Well, just like Daddy. Um, but like I said, though, they, they're going to take all those delicious trans fats out. It's not going to be the same. Oh, are they? they? I think they legally have to. I don't think you can use that stuff anymore. Um, You can. It's used. Well. Yeah, you can. Um, but uh, you just have to you have to market. You have to label it, I think. Like a... Like a pack, pack of cigarettes. Like a tin, yeah. of, like a tin of dip. A <laughs> tin of dip. Um, so other, other cool stuff going on. Uh, uh, we, I, I'm on the cusp, I know I'm promising and it feels like a broken record. Uh, I've got a plan laid out to start making YouTube content to go along with the summer <laughs> vacation event. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I know Squeezer might start doing it too, but uh, and we might start doing it together at some point. But in the meantime, you'll be seeing my ugly face in on YouTube in the near future. This week, I guarantee it. By the end of by Sunday, there will be a video up uh, with me. Hmm. What, we should have a uh, a doomsday clock. <laughs> yeah, counting down to that. See if it happens. No, I'm I'm guaranteeing it, Squeezer. Okay. Yeah, I already got the I got I I have the setup I'm working on. Um, it might not be cooking rad years because but that's coming too. I uh, I've got mm-hmm. recipes ready. Uh, I just have to. Enchantress is gonna help me shoot the the stuff, and then I'm gonna sit down and you know give myself more work outside of work. I gotta go and get myself some paint. <laughs> what are you gonna uh, painting the rad ears? No, no, I gotta uh, put a, my green screen in down here, and I don't like the paper, so I'm just gonna do a nice uh, just paint a wall, a nice. You're uh, gonna buy Roscoe. Roscoe green, good uh, three hundred dollars a gallon. Yeah. It's, uh... Or you can just go to any hardware store and get any paint. In, in 2018, computers can do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a miracle that we live in an age where you don't have to pay Roscoe fees. I, th- I think the price of the paint has dropped because of that. It's, it's the market dictates the price. It's what it's American. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, that's that's about all we have. We saw I saw uh, Fallen Kingdom. We talked about last week. We are doing our all dinosaurs episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, if you re- have been reading the website, I not only saw Fallen Kingdom, I saw Incredibles too with Enchantress at the drive-in. We well, haven't even talked about... Well, you didn't even think I saw it until my yeah. day. I saw like two what, hours after I, I, you saw Not it. a full review. What's your hot take? Uh, I really liked it. Yeah, I loved I it. Did. I enjoyed um, every second of it. Scared the living hell out of me. Uh, yeah, well, you are a little scared. I, I, I get... Those jump scares get me. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's... there. I have a... You know, I... I don't know. I'm, I'm past... I'm over the engineered... Uh, soldier dinosaur kind. Of, I just want a real dinosaur. No, oh, I liked it. You know, it's, it was it was cool. I mean, it just wasn't. I mean, you're going to use this thing in battle, but uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Ron Howard's daughter can still kill it. I mean, come on. But I I felt like there's one or two things I, I really and don't get me wrong. I like that, and I love the. I actually like the you know spoilers. Uh, slow motion like fall. Thing at the end, I, I like the way they did that. Uh, there was just two things a little bit uh, of uh, exposition at one point where they kind of just shoehorned in a little subplot that I thought would have been more fun to learn throughout the movie rather than him just tell you in the like, oh yeah, um, she's a dinosaur too. Yeah, well, is, is she a dinosaur? She's a clone, she's not a dinosaur, yeah, she's a clone no, of his daughter. We're giving spoilers. Well, yeah, I said spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Um, said it. Yeah, but um, there's that, and then I realized uh, the T Rex is the Hulk Hogan of the Jurassic World universe. And Hulk's you up. don't see him, and then every uh, you know five years, uh, someone's getting beat up. He runs in big boot, leg drop, hulks up. The place goes crazy. Right, and and in the show, I, I love that. But, I just kept fighting he, with the Carnosaurus. Yeah, the Carnotosaurus oh, awesome. or whatever how you pronounce it the entire time, the beginning and the end. Uh, it's yeah. decent. Don't listen to the critics; it's a lot of fun. Uh, go see it. Yeah, yeah. I wish there was more Ian Malcolm. That's all I asked for. 
Yes, I could have. You honestly, I would have watched two hours of him sitting there giving a disposition, steps, yeah, deposition. Yeah. Yes. Anthropomorphized. Then I do watch C-SPAN for fun too. You do. Yes. Um. So let's uh, let's get into it. We're not talking dinosaurs anymore this week. We are talking. That's a shame. I know we could we could talk dinosaurs every week. We'd probably run out of like topics, but we just yap about. No. We'll like break down every minute of Jurassic Park and then every page of the book. That'd be an interesting podcast. We might lose a l- some listeners. We'll do a little side project. All right. In time. In time. This week we're talking video store memories. Video rental store memories, uh, specifically. And um, it was fun going down memory lane on this one. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing along the lines of like uh, the the saddest part to, about Toys R Us for me is just the um, the browsing, the, the sense of discovery, just kind of wandering around and you know having something tangible. Don't get me wrong, Netflix is awesome. Being able to just go in there and start snapping around, you find something, but you know something about just going through the store. That made it special, and the smell. Yeah, it's, it was uh, sort of everything melded together to make that scent of a video rental store, mm-hmm. almost like a theater, but weirder. Uh, I'm going first on this one, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll get the party started. What do you think? Uh, go right ahead. All right, here we go. This is another West Coast Video celebrity impression. Why is West Coast Video number one? Today we'll talk to another famous West Coast Video customer to find out why he rents movies from West Coast Video. Yes, I knew that you fooled. West Coast Video's unique computer system gets me in and out quickly. And with my West Coast Video card, good at any location, I can choose from over a half million movies chain-wide. When it comes to renting movies, West Coast Video does not minky around you now. Wherever you are, there's a West Coast Video near you and more on the way. And how true that was. There was <laughs> West Coast videos everywhere. It was almost more than Blockbuster, but these were smaller than Blockbuster. And this was a very Northeast thing. These were started in Philadelphia, Langhorne, PA to be exact. And um, before a Blockbuster and Hollywood came to town, where we would go to rent was West Coast video. There was also uh, wall-to-wall sound had video rentals, but they kind of went out of that and started focusing more on music. Um, but they, they were even in Canada, the, the uh, West, you remember West coast video? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this was found in 1983, but they were gone probably, uh, maybe early nineties around here because Blockbuster came in and muscled them out. But, um, like, like early video rentals, uh, like before video games, I think Blockbuster was the first to start doing video games and were you know, subsequently sued by Nintendo for it. And um, it, it was just getting a, it was getting a video. Uh, and they, they would have, you know, the, the, the lights around the posters and all that jazz. But this was just like a small store that we had to go all the way out to the mall for to get a video as soon as the stores started becoming more uh, convenient, like Blockbuster, and more like a mega store. Where they'd have like many, many copies of new releases and then like a lot of like legacy shit, like old stuff. Mm-hmm. Video rentals were basically, you know, your options weren't that much. And that that's like my earliest memories of it. Like, yeah, you know, we go in this small store and 
we get something. Maybe usually something new that came out because there wasn't that back catalog that like Blockbuster and Hollywood Video became more so Blockbuster became known for. Yeah, and it was just much more dense too. You know, it was a very small store footprint. So it wasn't like that, that, you know, that blockbuster setup with the massive, uh, like, Library of Congress kind of wall with everything facing out on a display. You know, everything was just tightly packed, you know, in, like, tight little aisles. And you really had to, like, dig through to find something. Uh, yeah, I don't remember really digging as much as blockbuster. It, it was, everything was just there. It wasn't like, it wasn't like comic book store digging. That's not what you mean, or like a, like a like a like a DVD or not DVD CD, like when going when you would buy CDs when you're younger. No, no, but they, it wasn't laid out real big and broad like Blockbuster was. No, 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 no. It, it very much looked like. Have you ever seen the movie Clerks? Uh, yeah. Like yeah, RST Video. Or like or like the video rental in a, in your lo- local library. Mm-hmm. That's that's what these old West that, Coast. That was like. one of our go-to for the longest time. That's the first place I ever saw Star Wars. I rented Empire Strikes Back first. See, the funny um, thing is, we had library cards and we'd go there occasionally, and they'd have video rentals. And I always wondered why we never rented because it was free, but we never rented videos from there. Because the quality was just god awful. I couldn't make out Hoth. Oh uh, yeah, Jeff. Nothing like a white background with god awful tracking and uh, yeah. uh, I. I I prefer the microfiche myself. Uh, yeah. That was always a good time. I don't think I really cared what I was looking at. I just like playing with the machine. Now I would love to go back and actually read what I was looking at. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I think most of the microfiche is on computers now. I don't, I don't know. I that's no fun. Again, yeah. it's about something tangible. Right. Got to shuttle, 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 shuttle. You know, same thing like at, at the library, they were on those. Um, uh, the tapes were all in like their original cases. And then they were in like those stand up displays where you kind of like flip the whole page, like uh, kind of like the like rack that you would buy, like a, a abort license plate in the gift shop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's how ours was like they weren't actually on a shelf. Like the the VHS the video section in like the library was like two or three like standing racks like right when you walk in figuring they're not gonna waste the your time oh you're the you know the video guy we're not gonna make you walk through books that's just cruel right <laughs> for you especially I, I I like a good book every now and then I like the smell of them. Yeah, I like the breeze that you get when you flip the pages past your face. Right, but you Other don't. That, you don't like uh, really sitting down and reading them. It's it's. I like to read. It's the sitting down part. It's yeah, just so tedious. Well, when I was searching for, I couldn't remember what this was called. This video store. So I called my mom and asked if she remembered, and she didn't. But eventually, it dawned on me. But I was thinking Suncoast for the longest time. Remember Suncoast Motion Picture Company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They sold videos and beta and laser discs for like really high price because that's like VHS tapes used to cost a fucking fortune, but uh, they never rented. Yeah, you, you think that the overhead for these video stores too, especially back in the day, it, they weren't buying uh, tapes for you know like twenty dollars. No, they were buying them for you know close sometimes close to a hundred dollars per tape. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it would take some time to make your money back. Yeah, there was a. Uh, I know Kevin Smith talked about this before the equation of, of like how many rentals you had to do before they could sell it to you. <laughs> like, oh, we rented yeah. it this many times, we made our money back, we'll sell it to you. And you know what? Let's we'll squeeze some dinosaur talk into the show. Last week, when I was talking about Dennis the Menace Dinosaur Hunter, right? One of the um, promos that I found, one of the commercials that I found for it was like a three minute long uh, commercial. And then on the back end of it, it was actually a commercial for the video stores because they were talking about how previews for Dennis the Menace Dinosaur Hunter are going to be attached to these particular movies this season. And that that's why you wanted that in your rental store because people are going to see commercials for that or previews for that ahead of these particular rentals that are going to be hot over the summer. So they actually like marketed and advertised for to the video store to actually, you know, stock that particular video. Um. Yeah, that that was like a big thing. I remember that like there was a whole Freddy video because like Freddy videos were so like huge. It was Freddy like doing a cutting a promo to video store owners, telling them like to stock these titles if you want to be able to get the most amount of copies of. <laughs> Of Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Um, you can find it on YouTube. It's pretty cool. I'll see if I can't. That might be something I could post for summer vacation. And I'm sure there was the same kind of politicking too, like with uh, radio stations and songs and managers and shit and oh, yeah. record companies. Yeah. You, you know there is... Yeah, it's, a, it's uh, about whose dick you sucked to get yeah. the right amount of copies of VHS tapes. Now, and just it's crazy, like that's all gone. Like if you want to see... Like a, if you want to see like a really bad made-for-TV movie, you can rent it like on iTunes with zero discrimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, it or might not you be. Can just go on YouTube and watch. You know, two guys that work in television that occasionally will put out a video too. Right. Yeah. If you want to see uh, our rad years stuff, just tune in by Sunday. <laughs> It'll probably be Sunday at eleven fifty-nine. But by Sunday, there will be another video on our on our page, and then just. Just subscribe to the page to help us because once we get that youtube.com slash radiers account, if we get like 100 subscribers, then then the fucking gravy train starts rolling in, right? We're, um, we're going to be making yeah, PewDiePie money. Gravy, though? Is it like that white stuff you put on turkey or are we talking like the darker stuff? No, like we're talking about like brown gravy. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Like yeah. the good bloody stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's like PewDiePie money. I, I guarantee you, after 100 subscribers, we just start getting fat checks. Oh, okay. Is that I, how it works? I, I mean, I'm assuming. That's, okay. Everyone thinks they're a YouTube star nowadays. Why can't we be YouTube star squeezer? Um, I'm not cute enough. You are adorable. Uh, Speaking of cute, I don't know where Schmuffin is. She wasn't in last... Like Enchantress <laughs> pointed out that she didn't make last week's show... And uh-huh. and um, it's because she was here at the beginning and then left. And she was here before. Schmuffin. What are you going to do when Schmuffin has her own uh, YouTube page and gets more uh, subscribers than we do? Yeah, I mean, that's probably. And puts out more content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only a matter of time before that happens. So, And I, I start, have, I'm, I'm her handler for her Comic-Con appearances. We did see... Uh, what the hell is that damn cat's name? Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat. A.K.A. Tartar it Sauce. Was, you, you could walk right by and just, you know, snap a picture of, like, Hacksaw or 
million dollar man and they're like all right keep going you could not get a glimpse of grumpy cat yeah, and the line was wrapped around new york comic-con yeah. it was crazy well that could be shmuffin i'll be her handler and i'll be like 50 bucks a picture 200 for an autograph she paws her titties <laughs> i'm talking guys only not women and at New York Comic Con, that's not a problem. So, I was trying to figure out... Nothing to that the... joke? <laughs> well, <laughs> the big the big gentleman at New York Comic Con? Hey, I'm one of them. I know, but you're adorable. I am. Uh, I was trying to figure out the video store for my first pick. And we were hunting around. Now, I called my mom, even asking, you know, do you know... You know, this particular store we used before Blockbuster, you know, came into town. And I, I swore it was a mom and pop place. And she suggested mm-hmm. it was Blockbuster. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, oh, that, that mom help. and pop place, Blockbuster? Yeah. Um, it Maybe it was the West Coast video across the street that you're talking about. But in my mind, I project it right next to the bakery that sold those awesome uh, cookies and the Carvel. And then there's the video store. So for me, there's no way I got that wrong. Um, now it's a Pella window. Um, but we don't know that. But we don't know that. Right. I, 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 I swear it was that store. One day we'll figure it out. Anywho, uh, I went and rented one of my favorite uh, movies of all time there. Uh, it, it was this one in particular. From Walt Disney Home Video comes the summer's best Robin Hood adventure with America's most popular hero. It's Robin Hood I want! Walt Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, he's so handsome. He's the cutest and foxiest Robin Hood ever. And kids got class. This summer, give your family an adventure they'll never forget. Walt Disney's Robin Hood on video cassette. Capture the fun today. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Wait, didn't you own this? Uh... I loved this movie so much. Yeah, I thought you talked about having this before, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not going to stop me from renting it. <laughs> so we were uh, <laughs> sleepover at the grandparents' house. And you're like, you know what, kids? Let's go to the video store, and uh, you guys can rent a movie, and you can watch a movie before bed. We're like, oh, boy, we're all excited. We hop in the back of the... Uh, the old blue Thunderbird. Uh, this was the one that it was parked in the alley, and when I was a little kid, I crawled in and uh, slipped it in the gear, and it started rolling away. And my parents had to come chasing after me and stop the car before I uh, rolled out into the street. Oh, right. We yeah, told so that I was, story. I learned stick very early on. <laughs> um, so we they took us to the video store. We're perusing. We're there forever because, you know, a little indecisive me. And I'm like, I want this movie. He's like, all right, fine. Uh, so we go up to the counter. I walk out with my copy of Disney's Robin Hood. <laughs> and we're in the car. And I don't know how it came up. But I said, oh, I love this movie. And my grandfather looks at me. He's like, what do you mean? You So you've seen it before? Because I guess in their mind, you see a movie once and then you're done. Yeah. But me, I watch a movie. I, you know, I can watch the same movie over and over again. I yeah, I mean, have. I can. But as a kid, you could watch the same movie like even more. Sure. 
But in this case, my reaction was, of course, I have it at home. Then little Squeezer proceeded to cry and cry and cry because uh, Pop-Up Squeezer was not having that, that he just wasted the four ninety nine or whatever you rented a movie for back then. And I, I got my little Squeezer butt torn out uh, for... That didn't sound right. Anyway, little Squeezer got yelled at in the back of this car, all while hugging uh, Disney's Robin Hood. And when you tell me about old school uh, video stores, mom and pop places, I think of this one particular store, which might not even be the right store, but in my mind it's there. And me just crying, getting yelled at for renting a movie that I already owned. And my sister just staring at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, uh, what is wrong with you? I don't know. I'm a scared little boy. Yeah. I don't like getting yelled at. I break down easily. <laughs> well, you, you had the movie at home, but you didn't have it at your grandparents' house. So of no, course you had I to wanted to watch it at, at that particular moment. Right, nothing wrong with that, that. And I think I was probably sold on the box art because I know we taped it off of uh, off of the Disney Channel because mm-hmm. we uh, were, were borrowing cable. Mm-hmm. And we had Disney, and we, you know, so for me, watching it out of the on the actual tape, like out of the sleeve, was just that. That to me was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's all about the tactile experience. Absolutely, it's something people don't get anymore with uh, no. digital rental. No, I was I was I was big into that very early on. I I was I still like a good newspaper every now and then. Hello again, everyone. I'm Vince McMahon, and it's a pleasure for me to welcome you to this program in the official World Wrestling Federation home video series, The Best of the WWF, Volume 4. Here in video control, we at the WWF, together with Coliseum Video, have certainly enjoyed creating these shows. Coliseum Home Video Squeezer, which was early WWF home videos. There were collections of certain wrestlers. There were old pay-per-views and um, uh, uh, spe- other specials. So Blockbuster had a small section of the Coliseum Home Videos. Remember that? Uh, they were usually in the special interest it was sports. Section. No, sports. Was it sports? Yeah, it was sports. So, uh, like, there was not many sports movies there, but there was mm-hmm. like a there was like a shelf and a half of Coliseum home videos, and I would rent these over and over. Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, the Hulk Hogan one, uh, old like Royal Rumbles that I didn't see, um, mm-hmm. Survivor Series that I didn't see, and those were my fucking jam, man. I loved these. Uh, I, I watched the hell out of them. And they always said, I love that theme music that I played at the beginning. That's a Coliseum home video. And they'd like, like cut, cut scenes from the Coliseum and like old Roman gladiators, a lot like to like re- current wrestling. Yeah, I was one, I was a sucker for the Royal Rumbles. Oh, yeah. Because you got all your guys at once and you could watch it over and over <laughs> again, too. Like I, I would rent it over and over again. I liked as a kid, like, like wrestling. I had like a few wrestlers and I had Hulk Hogan. Uh, 
I watched Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, but I didn't really get into wrestling till the summer after WrestleMania six, which was probably nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I missed like all the stuff before that. Really, like I think I, I we'd, I'd get like WrestleMania six and watch Hogan and Warrior. WrestleMania five, the Mega Powers explode. Uh, WrestleMania four with the 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 Macho Man winning the belt. You know, three Andre the Giant, two, and even one. Um, because it was just cool. Like you were so obsessed with wrestling, you were like hungry. Like now, there's a whole network where you can go on and watch all that shit whenever you want. But back then, yeah. you had to get get it where you could. And like I craved, like just seeing wrestling. Like I, you know, you could watch the syndicated shows on weekends, like Challenge and Superstars and All American Wrestling. And then occasionally, we were allowed to stay up and watch primetime wrestling, which eventually turned into Monday Night Raw. And then like they only did four majors a year. Um, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, uh, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania. And then they would add uh, King of the Ring, but there was only four majors uh, pay-per-views. You know, now they do one every month. Yeah, and back then you would rent them, and there was no... You wouldn't have any context either to, uh, like, going into it. No, but as a kid, I don't think you needed it. <laughs> you, did, you didn't need it. Um, but yeah, now you can go through and start wherever you were all the way back from the first, you know, Monday night raw and work your way through every raw up till now. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You know? Um, if you have the time, I don't know anyone that has the time to do that. <laughs> he, he doesn't listen. So who cares? Oh, okay. He's too busy watching old rolls. <laughs> uh, it's a very important thing to do. Yeah. But cost the old Coliseum of videos. You could go on WWE network now. If you have it, and search the old Coliseum Home Video Collections. They have them on there. With, like, Macho Man sitting on, like, a pool chair. and Oh, yeah, brother, let me tell you something. Freak out, freak out. That's my Macho Man. Yeah, nice. I, basically, all my impressions now, because I listen to something the rest of the with Bruce Prichard, or Bruce Prichard's impressions, like uh, his Jim Cornette. Motherfucking heel. It's a fucking heel. <laughs> And his uh, Johnny Ace is my favorite. Oh, hey Vince, arms are looking great. Want me to oil them down? His <laughs> <laughs> McMahon, I love it though. He's like, God damn it, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Coliseum on videos, some of my favorite, and I rented the hell out of them. That was one of them I did. Oh, you're renting this again, Ryan? You're damn right, Dad. <laughs> Why didn't he just get two VCRs and dub it? We would it. eventually. He would. That's, yeah. We'll talk about that down the line. But yeah, that's what we did sometimes for him. But it was, it was, that was a, eventually. That's not very honest though. Eventually he would help me like repair a couple of VCRs. We bought at like Cam Bests. So I had my own VCR dubbing. That's what like oh. was my edit, my first edit system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, repair, like people used to like get rid of VCRs for no reason at all. Like small repairs you can make and just got a you know vcr i mean that's might sound stupid to people now like what would you pay more than five dollars for a vcr like why would you pay 50 cents for one yeah but i have like three of them down here somewhere if you need work i know how to work on them 
No, no, they're all in they're all in pretty good shape. Well, I'll get you clean out, Ryan. We'll clean the head, and then uh, we'll make sure all the circuitry is working. And uh, generally, it's the motor. If you pop this piece off, you don't have to worry about. Generally, the motor breaks. So you just pull out the motor, and then usually it slides in the mechanism itself, and you know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was funny. Those like, or not funny, but sad. You see a lot of those repair shops go by the wayside in the last, well probably 20 years or so but there there was one by my house growing up and it was like tv you know vcr yeah, and was, radio uh, repair there's a zenith branded right yeah uh yeah yeah but then and then it got to the point where it was just you could buy tv it, it, a brand new tv cheaper than a repair yeah it's yeah. like you just throw it in the trash and get a new one that's what you did that was also when like VCRs and Betamaxes, like you would have to get like a hand truck to bring your Betamax in for them to work on. And they did have like an engine hoist to pick it up. Well, now to be fair, like most people watch TV on their phones and iPads, and that industry a repair for them is is booming. There's like that's a huge industry. So I guess it's we're not like we don't. I don't want to be like we're totally throwaway. We used to fix things. I think the industry for fixing iPhones and iPads is bigger than. Yeah. Well, they're also they're a value. Yeah. You can't. They're as much as like a, a Betamax was back in the day. Yeah, right. So. Um, okay. Uh, Squeezer, you want to set up your next clip? Uh, yeah. So uh, if there's one thing that uh, we all have fond memories of, uh, you know, going to the uh, video rental store and, and picking something in particular, but then there was nothing worse than really having to take it back. videos at that point <laughs> no but we'll, we'll get in we'll go back to uh the shadiness that was that promotion um well they were yeah. shady i read uh i don't know if you read the same thing I, I read a reddit ama in my research and this guy said that they would be like forced to tell customers like oh this is due on the next day but not tell them by noon and then sometimes they'd wait to check a thing in until afternoon so they could charge a late fee that's yeah. They were sued. <laughs> yeah. Well, it got to the point where that whole uh, how they say a day or two, they they literally meant it. Like they waived the late fees for another two days, but after that two days, rather than charge you late fees, retroactive. They just, what's that? Oh, they just charge you for the movie. Yeah, yeah. They they charged you the the replacement fee instead which could be anywhere like sixty dollars and up 
And so you got charged $60 for the movie rather than the up to $10. Because I think they used to cap it at like $10. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they charge you that. And then eventually you'd be like, oh, shit, you'd have this on your card. And this is like when you would actually have to like balance your checkbook back before people just went, you know, looked at their phone or went to an ATM and like, oh, I'm good. Um, And then you'd take it back and then... You know, wait seven to ten business days to get your money back from the movie that you didn't buy, mm-hmm. and then they'd still charge you like a dollar twenty-five restocking fee. Jesus. Um, yeah, they were sued a couple times for their shady late fee practices. It, it was it account late fees accounted for I think somewhere like around sixteen to twenty percent of all their income. Um, I mean, if you think about it, they had how many stores, and if just one. Um, one person like brought back a tape late each day per store. Like you're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I remember there were so many times where it's like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night and you're just sitting there and you look over and you just see that, that little white box just staring at you and taunting you. And you're like, shit. So you grab it, you hop in the car, drive all the way down the Blockbuster, drop it in the box. There's 20 other people doing the exact same exact thing. Exact same thing, yeah. Um, all to save yourself a buck because you could just do it the next day on your way somewhere, but no, that dollar is going to Oh, hey, Schmuffin. going to haunt you. Schmuffin's back. She's back. Hey, Schmuffin. We're just talking about your future YouTube channel and content. But yeah, uh Schmuffin, um, oh, there she is. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't tell you how many times are you guilty of it too, where you rent the movie and like three days later or whatever it is, like you still haven't watched it. So you just bring it back and you just bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I like what Redbox did. I, I rented a few times off Redbox and one time I forgot to bring it back. And after 30 days, they charge you a dollar a day and you just own the movie. Ah, that's all right. Yeah. So. Or after like 25, I think it's 25 days. 25 days you own the movie. Well, and but that's reasonable because that's like the price you would pay for a Blu-ray anyway. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's a late fees thing in the past because now <clears throat> you rent and I, I've rented a few things off iTunes, which I was going to watch like on a plane or something. And, I, and you have like, I think a month to watch it and then it goes away. Hmm. No late fees though. No. Now I just have a, a queue with like <laughs> five hundred things on Netflix that I'm never gonna watch. Oh yeah, you're never watching. But, and I, you just keep adding to it. Uh, you, you, I love when you begrudgingly says, "You say oh, I'll add it to my list." <laughs> I will watch so something. Long. I'm like that's so great, and you're like, oh, "I'll add it to my list." And the only time I ever watch anything is when I go to bed, and it's either Planet Earth or Bob Ross. Uh, we're watching. I'm sorry to pile on here, but we're we just started watching A Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. I know I want to watch it because Elizabeth Moss is in it, and I'm a fan. Oh, it's so good! It's I know, so good. It looks pretty good. I thought it was it was set in olden times. It's that's it's, what I thought too. No, no, it's 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 like future kind of. And I like the future. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. You would you'd really much you'd very much enjoy this. So, Handmaid's Tale, add it to your, go ahead, say it. I'll 
I'll add it to my list. <laughs> it's actually on the list already. Well, you got my Hulu account now, so you're fine. <clears throat> Is that Hulu? I thought that was Amazon. No, you're on my Hulu account. Oh yeah, no, but Handmaid's Tale. Is no, Hulu? It's, it's Hulu. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's like six of you on my Hulu account. But I'm, I'm just gonna bring back basic cable again. <laughs> All right, so um, late fees, thing of the past. Let's uh, let's talk about another thing of the past here. How about that for a segue? Smooth. This is a little selection of music from a game called Little Ninja Brothers. So this is a story I have on my first adventures with an RPG. So uh, Nintendo and um, Blockbuster, you know what? I'm going to put this on my list of something to write about for summer vacation. Uh, Nintendo suing Blockbuster for video game rentals. Uh, but they did. And um, But Blockbuster won. And one of the games I remember, my brother, my brother actually picked this one out. Uh, it was called Little Ninja Brothers, and it was an RPG. Do you remember this game? I remember the box art. It was really weird. It's not something like you'd go and pick out at like Bradley's or James Way or KB. It was like something you saw on the rental shelf. I'm like, oh, I'll give it a try. It was made by Culture Brain, and it was from this super Chinese series. It was China land. It was the, the land that it was set in. Uh, and it was. It sounds so offensive. Right. I don't know why. It just does. Uh, it was out. It came out in 1990. So uh, it was probably near the end of Nintendo's run. I remember it was probably before we got uh, Super Nintendo. But this makes sense because I remember I didn't get into Zelda till like the. The end of and Final Fantasy till the end of Nintendo's run. So, we had this friend uh, Keith, my brother and I. He was he went to school with us, but a Catholic school. But he he was in between our grades because uh, my brother's two years older than me. But he was um, a Cub Scout with my brother, so they became friends. <clears throat> and he li- he didn't live that far from us. So I remember being at his house one night. And seeing this gold cartridge, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then there was another gold cartridge. He had both Zelda one and two, and I was like infatuated with what is this? But I, I never played it. And then we rented Little Ninja Brothers, and this is like an RPG, but it's like really easy. You don't do like you don't have to like do the turn based like stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you go into the store and you buy your like your sweet buns to, for energy, and you get your weapons and everything. But then when your your the actual fighting is done, kind of like. Kind of like Zelda, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, we were obsessed. My brother just sat there and played, and there was a two-player, and we'd, we'd play it, and we eventually had to take it back, but we really wanted it, but it really wasn't a game he could find. So at the time, KB was, like, liquidating copies of Final Fantasy, and my neighbor down the street, Matt, my buddy, bought had a copy, and then I went to KB, and I got one, I think, for $14. And then we started becoming really obsessed with playing Final Fantasy. We had the, I, like I showed you, we had the player's guide. 
And then like we got really heavy into Zelda, uh, and then eventually Adventures of Link. But they the door was open. The first RPG I ever played was Little Ninja Brothers with my brother, and we wouldn't have played it if it wasn't for renting it at Blockbuster. Have you played it lately, like on an emulator or? Uh, no, but I watched the playthrough on. Um, just to make sure this was the game I was talking about, I watched the playthrough mm-hmm. on uh, YouTube, and oh my god, this is it! This is it! So I'm going to go back and emulate and put put in a minute. the The Nintendo Classic Mini is re released. Uh, hopefully, there's more because I see the Super Nintendo one in stores all the time, and mm-hmm. I have one. So hopefully, there's more than Nintendo ones. I could pick one of those up, hack it in two minutes, and put Little Ninja Brothers on, and you and I could play in my office. Oh, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's Little Ninja Brothers, and that's basically I'm talking about renting. If you would rent, you you'd you'd be taking a blockbuster on a Friday for your family entertainment, mm-hmm. your your weekend entertainment, not family, and you were able to choose a game. And you know, sometimes my brother would decide to get a game too, so we'd maybe have one or two games, but that had that had to be our whole weekend entertainment. So mm-hmm. occasionally you get like a fucking dud or my sister would rent Barbie and make us play while she'd watch. But then, you know, we get some really good ones. Like I remember my brother rented Micro Machines and we just played that nonstop till we had to take it back. <clears throat> and uh, Little Ninja Brothers was one of those ones that, well, that was like a winner. That It wasn't a dud. You could get a dud, but mm-hmm. this time it wasn't. I, I don't, I wasn't really allowed to rent games for some reason. Or was it like a devil thing? No, no, no. It was like a, you already have games at home. You don't need to rent one here. Why? Well, I, I know the my, logic. Yeah, my parents saw it. We also have movies at home. So right. Why are we here? But my parents saw it as a reason to not buy me the game. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, like and when I was sick, like instead of going and buying me a game, I remember I rented Mortal Kombat for Game Boy, and we, I was laying on my couch. I was sick. My dad took me to the doctor in the morning, and then we went to Blockbuster and got Mortal Kombat for Game Boy. And God, talk about fucking duds. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, forced myself to play it, but I think I just passed out watching Cartoon Network. But yeah, you want to set up your next clip? Yeah. So there's, uh, I would say, Blockbuster wasn't the only game in town, and there's some differences between stores. Uh, and one of them, though, uh, was like we'll get into it. We'll talk about cases. But in this case, uh, the competition that came into town was uh, this uh, little company that popped up. Hi, uh, could you tell us a little bit about this movie? Don, we need you up here. From flesh to steel, from blood to blade, from man to mutant, evil has a new enemy, justice has a new weapon, and the world has a new hero. That was real nice, Don. Uh I love that commercial. Uh, that I, I forgot all about that. And then I, I oh, Hollywood video, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, Don LaFontaine, uh, just I can listen to him all day long. What year did he pass? Uh, 2008. It's been 10 years. Yeah, geez. It'll be 10 years in September. Shit. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love that commercial. And I, uh, I had a love hate relationship with Hollywood video. Okay. Um, maybe because I don't. 
I felt like almost they were trying too hard to make it like fun and trendy. I, I didn't like the concrete floor. I didn't know what they were going for. And my blockbuster. I was concrete. Just, they had a concrete floor. Hollywood video. No, ours had a carpet floor. Yours did the one behind. Uh, it was a behind Taco Bell. No, that wasn't mine. Oh, mine, no, ours. Uh, mine was ours, by Donny. Going for this like uh, industrial, uh, utilitarian style kind of thing, kind of like a any gastropub would go for now. But it was a movie rental store, which I'm a fan of that kind of design. I just felt like they were trying too hard. Mine was by Dorney Park, and it wasn't like that. It carpet. Okay. No, this this was like a big. Uh, very, it was always cold in there. Very cold in there. Um, maybe they just didn't have heat. You guys all had to wear tuxedos. No. Oh, ours did. No. My my bunch of my friends worked there. I remember we'd go there Ooh. and hang out, and they just like. They just huff the helium and talk funny to each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one big thing that I did like about that Hollywood video had over Blockbuster were the cases. Because, you know, Blockbuster, there's that, like, the the classic white case with the Blockbuster logo and then just the, you know, printed text on uh, the side and then on the back. They would retype or reprint whatever the... Uh, 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 synopsis is, you know, from the back, and then that was it. But Hollywood Video, they just uh, at least when I, I don't know, was it the same across all Hollywood videos? I would assume, but they had the original uh, cardboard sleeve, and then in, that was inside like a clear plastic case, and you would squeeze the bottom, and yeah, release mm-hmm. the little tabs, so the tape would slide out. Mm-hmm. So for me, I looked at that as almost like you would. Like if you were like listening to vinyl and you sit there and you're just paging through, you know, the artwork or the book or just checking out, you know, vinyl. the album cover. Our, to me, that was like the <clears throat> same. I liked having that case there because some of these movies had awesome artwork on it. What is your Hollywood video now? Uh, it, it Right now, I don't think it's anything. Come September, it should be a Halloween adventure. Oh, wow. Ours is yeah. a FedEx office. It's right next. You know where the Boston Market is on Cedar Crest Boulevard? Absolutely. It's that, that FedEx office right next to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was our Hollywood video. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it was a uh, so it was a Hollywood video. Then it was a uh, AutoZone, and then it uh, sat empty. And then I now I think it's just a yeah, it's a Halloween adventure. Uh, for like three months out of the year. Um, so we have a Hollywood video in our town that is famous now. Uh, the one in Bethlehem, uh, I believe off, um, what's that, Mincy Trail Boulevard, what's that called? Mincy Trail Bridge, Stefco Boulevard? Yes, Stefco Boulevard. Yes. Um, Going local. So it was... Uh, if if you Google like old Hollywood videos, and um, like look at like like those those things they make, uh, what are they called? Buzzfeed listicles. The one near us, and it turned into like a Woody's sports bar. 
But oh, okay. Yeah, but they basically retrofitted the design. It made like a BuzzFeed article. Uh, do you know what I mean? No. Do you know what I'm talking? You know what, like a BuzzFeed, I, like oh, these are these old Hollywood video stores. Yeah. Yeah. So the the one in Bethlehem, they they, they basically took the sign and like and, and and retrofitted it, the Hollywood video sign to say like the name of the restaurant, and it looks just like a Hollywood video on the outside. Oh, you know what? That never even occurred to me. Yeah, you, you didn't realize that. You know no. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I've it's by like before. the KFC right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That made like a that used to be a Hollywood video, and it made like a BuzzFeed listicle about like what happened to Hollywood video. That's when you made it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I had on that. That's okay. Did you have a preference? Uh, like, I, I'm I'm kind of nitpicking here, but I was I was yeah. very particular about that. I was a fan of having that. Uh, it was Blockbuster, and then it was Hollywood Video because all my friends in high school work there, and mm-hmm. I'd get like free whatever. And then when my dad moved, when I came back from school and my dad moved over right behind Blockbuster over there on Cedar Crest, it was Blockbuster because I'd walk up there and just get stuff. My my fondest memory of Hollywood video is I remember I was with my dad. I think we were up at Pocono for like qualifying and it was, so it was a Friday night. Um, and then we came back and on the way I'm like, hey, can we swing in and I can grab a movie? He's like, yeah, sure. So we stop in. And get in a movie, walk out, and as we're coming out of the store, there's a big crowd of kids in the grass uh, behind it because there's also like a McDonald's there and it's by the mall. And so it's Friday. Uh, it was like after a football game, so all the kids are down there. And it was clearly a fight was breaking out. So he's like, get in the car, we're getting the hell out of here before, you know, something happens and, you know, we have to be around for whatever happens. Fast forward to Monday and... Uh, two of my best friends are telling me about the story of the fight that they were in uh, outside of Hollywood video on Friday night. So, yeah? Yeah. yeah. In the Poconos? Was... No, no. Like, our story. Like, we were on our way home. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was all my friends were there in, in, a, in a fight, and I was there, too. Um, but it had nothing to absolutely do with it. Cause, not that I would have been of any help anyway. Right. Yeah, what am I going to... Oh, great. So we have to, you know, clean up little squeezer's blood. But, yeah, that was... I, I was there in spirit and physically, but I left. I'm glad you got out. Yeah, if I would have known, I would have I stayed and uh, gotten beat up. <laughs> I, I don't know if any fights broke out at our Hollywood video because it was kind of in a shopping center. It wasn't behind a Taco Bell. Mm. You could find then go get a Mexican pizza and refuel. There's also McDonald's right there too, right? Yeah, yeah, the McDonald's is there. The All one right. uh, where you get the, you get your brake dust at the playground. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, um, I don't have a preamble for my next one, but you're gonna wonder what the hell it is. So here it is. I can't believe it's yogurt. So that was a commercial. That was the only thing I could find for I Can't Believe It's Yogurt on YouTube. Do you remember the chain of uh, soft serve frozen yogurt 
stores in the U.S. called I Can't Believe It's Yogurt. Oh, are you up? I'm here. No, I'm, I'm trying to think. No, I don't. Okay, so it was across from our Blockbuster. You know where that budget beer store is in um, the, the Little Caesars now on Tillman Street there? Across from the... Oh, oh yep. Yeah. Yep. So right there, there used to be a little store like right next to the beer distributor. The store's still there. I think it's a jewelry store now. It was called I Can't Believe It's Yogurt. And um, it was like the first big Froyo phrase, phase in America. And uh, we'd go... <clears throat> after we'd run a video, we'd go and get like little... You know, we'd, my, we'd get frozen yogurts that I Can't Believe It's Yogurt. Then uh, TCBY started muscling in on the territory. Uh, mm-hmm. They were known as This Can't Be Yogurt. They were sued by I Can't Believe It's Yogurt for their initials, and they changed TCBY to The Country's Best Yogurt. But they opened up, you know where the Blockbuster is that's now a patient first that I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yep, well aware. They opened up at the other corner of that. I don't think they might still be there for all I know. I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. Uh, and uh, TCBY was a much better store, and they forced them out because uh, they were, you know, they were um, they had their shit together. So we always like w- like running videos as kids. We were always like uh, definitely getting frozen yogurt too if we were good if good boys and girls. My brother. Oh, what a treat! And then you know, once Reed as Italian Ice, which I don't even know if they have on the West Coast. If you're listening, but Rita's Italian Ice, fuck man. I know it's too sugary for me now, but if, if you're on the East Coast and you could get a little bit of it, it's delicious. When mm-hmm. Rita's open, that was like the treat. And they all had like the smallest cups because my parents were like really against us from having too much sugar. So we'd always have to get the super small. And like now, like that would be enough for me. But as a kid, you want to inhale like the largest size possible because you just, mm-hmm. you're addicted to the sugar. Uh, and but you were forced to eat the small one, but it was always a treat getting the and my my mix in for my my topping for my yogurt was always gummy bears because I'm an idiot. Gummy bears and butterfinger pieces. <laughs> okay, and they were worried about you having too much sugar. Right, but then the little thing you you maybe got like a quarter of a fun size butterfinger and like six gummy bears. That's how small these cups were. Well, you were a small boy, too. The jerk lady working the counter would, like, stare at me like, gummy bears and butterfingers, you fucking sick bastard. Like, yeah, give me my fucking yogurt. It's not like you're serving ice cream. Bitch. Whoa. All right, sorry. That's some... I know. This is deep-seated. Yeah, right. We're fine. We're discovering something. Right, I'm really... I'm really... I kind of let loose there. I kind of flashed out. That was uncalled for. I apologize. I apologize. Everyone has a right to judge someone else's frozen yogurt stoppings. Um, all right. Uh, you want to set up your... I can't wait yeah, to hear this so one. I, I'm, this is a disclaimer um, because we are a family show. And, <laughs> You're right. Um, I just proved but, that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, alleg- allegedly, uh, uh, the same friend, uh, I apologize for... I don't know what we were talking about, but something came up. I don't think I was actually talking about. Uh, I I said the phrase "fucking donkeys," um, and then uh, his. But uh, not fucking donkeys, like fucking donkeys, like fucking. Donkeys. Is that what I said? You weren't. I don't. Well, I'm just hoping you weren't talking about I fucking was donkeys. So. I don't think I was. It's <laughs> not that kind of show. 
Um, and I'm not that kind of person to say such awful things. Um, I love all animals, and they should be respected. Um, uh, but yeah, and then she immediately questioned, did Squeezer? She used my, uh, or did Derek just say fucking donkeys? Who's Derek? Uh, yeah, that, that's what my mom calls me. Um, so yeah, I guess I said fucking donkeys. Eh. And I, so I, I apologize for any inconvenience that will come down in the future when she says it again. And then you have to explain why. All right. Uh, we, we just said fucking donkeys like 20 times. Fucking, yeah, I, yeah. I just made it worse. Didn't I? Just a little, a weensy bit. Pinky. Toe. Okay. Um, so this particular movie, um, that I will, I will speak of, I, I rented from Blockbuster and they let me and they probably shouldn't have. And, uh, it's it's not for children, even though it's a cartoon, and it's a uh, angel cop. Two body shots to disable, two headshots to kill. Textbook stuff. Whoever pulled this little number's a real pro, and a hardened killer. Don't look so surprised. I'm your fucking backup. You should have waited for me before you came in here on your own. Jesus, it's a woman. A woman? <laughs> oh, and sexist, too. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, I love that clip. Uh, this. Oh, thankfully, for the um, English version that they dubbed, they took out a lot of the um, anti-Semitism uh, for our audience, thankfully. Oh, they left in the horrific gore. Okay. Um, the multiple headshots, brains and blood and gore everywhere. The excessive profanity that I found out was actually added in beyond the original uh, Japanese translation because they were there was a market at the time for adult anime, so they just added more cursing to it. Not it, that is this a need. post heavy metal world? Uh, yes, this was uh, 89, the first one came out, or 90, the first one came out, and then they released 60s in a series from, like, 90 to 94. Um, and I found this at Blockbuster. I'm like, oh, cool. And there was no rating or anything on it, and I just took up to the counter. I was probably, like, 12. And they're like, all right, here you go. There is no reason they should ever have let me rent this. And I rented a lot of stuff, and I wasn't... A huge anime fan, um, but when I first rented this, and I, I was pleasantly disturbed by it, uh, that, that kind of brought me back in a couple more times. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to keep renting this awesome stuff because I can't rent Die Hard because they won't let me watch it, but I can, if it's a cartoon and even more violent, uh, they can, uh, I can get away with it. Yeah, I kind of had a similar situation, but I was a bit older with Heavy Metal. Mm -hmm. Mainly because of the cartoon nudity. But it wasn't even good cartoon nudity. No, it wasn't. It was rather rough. It was John Candy, though. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, and but don't get me wrong, Angel Cup is not a, a gem. Uh, it, it has its place. But uh, most people, uh, I'm sure, like, that is not uh, the quality that they, they hold their other, you know... Uh, anime up to i mean even the name itself like effort you think i'm talking about like a 
It sounds like a less than mediocre CBS primetime mashup. Right. It's like, oh, he's a cop. He solves crimes. Someone from the 70s will be in it too. But this time, they're an angel and a cop. An angel, yeah. A, a woman. Oh my God, a woman? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I hadn't She's seen a probably, woman. I probably hadn't seen this in 20 years. And uh, I just had to laugh at just how, well, how awful the dubbing is. But then, yes, the, the blatant, um, over-the-top hilarious sexism. Ugh. Ugh. A woman. You, you can find this online. Don't watch with your family. Or do, if they're into graphic uh, animated violence. <laughs> I'm not one to judge. Some families are. Yes. Yeah, right. We're not judging. We're, not a, ju- we're a family show. Not a judgmental show. Right? Right. Right. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, so we're down to my last pick. This is going to be a fun one. I am and this is for you. Sorry, um, I couldn't find anything else to use as a cart. That is from Freddy's Greatest Hits. That's Freddy Krueger himself and his band performing for us. Uh, this pick is talking about all of the, like, one of my favorite things to do when I'd go to Blockbuster. If I had my pick already and I was waiting for my sister to decide if she was going to rent the Hug a Bunch movie for the hundredth time, um, <laughs> I would go to the horror movie section and I wasn't like the biggest horror movie fans. I, I liked Freddy. I liked, I liked, um, any Michael Myers Halloween or, uh, Friday the 13th movie. So I, I liked a lot of the mainstream stuff, but I loved looking at the boxes of all the weird shit they'd have at, at, um, Blockbuster. One of my favorite was brain dead. And it was this guy like staring at like this, like, um, mirror with a face tacked to it uh another favorite of mine was um uh what the fuck it was i'm trying to think it was a it was like a shopping movie a chopping mall i think it was c-h-o-p-p-i-n-g chopping mall and it right and it had like the demon hand holding a bag of like human parts and in the back, it showed scenes from the mall and, like, deathly gru- gruesome shit. There was, like, oh, uh, God, what was another really cool one? I have them here on my list. Um, oh, Dead or Alive with a woman, like, opening her mouth mm-hmm. and the, the skeleton coming out. Yeah. Uh, so if you follow our friend, Creamy Creamy Tapes, Clipper, uh, he is a big collector of like VHS, especially like old bad horror movies. He probably has most of these. It looks it, like his collection looks like uh, like a uh, West Coast video. Oh yeah. So there was uh, there was a uh, uh, we've talked about Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and um, that movie terrified me. But I'd always go look at the box. That was that would be the first one I'd go to and look at the box because it was kind of like that. 
I don't know what it was about it, but you had to like, like confront your fear. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then like I'd look at the other weird ones and see what they had, and then I'd be like, occasionally I'd be, I'd see like a, a Freddy movie. I'd be like, oh, let's. So I'd rent Dream Warriors for the seventh time, <laughs> and um, but I'd be like, oh, are you should you be watching this? Yeah, that's it's rated PG thirteen. Lies. What I didn't, what I didn't like at first was um, Chucky movies, and then I kind of got into them later on. Oh uh, no! But I didn't like them at first. No, not this guy. This guy avoided that aisle. Oh, really? I was too scared. To, oh, ah, I don't. This might be a shock to people. I was a pussy. You're just a scaredy cat. I was a scaredy cat. Yeah, I, w- I was terrified to walk down that aisle sometimes. Yeah? Um, yeah. So you Little thought the aisle was, was bad voodoo? It was not, not even bad voodoo, just the, the cases scared me. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, eventually, though, we would end up going with... I, we, I would always uh, pick out like the worst B-movies you could possibly find, the really bad ones. Um, what did we talk about? Silent Night, Deadly Night before mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Sam remember Uncle mm-hmm. Sam uh, stu- stuff like that and any any uh, something involving a shark or some kind of monster oh we would god rent those. We, we rented every fucking Jaws you could think of yeah. oh My- not not, jo- not good Jaws not like good ones like uh, uh, if anything past Jaws 1 was not a good Jaws <laughs> okay fair good point but like uh uh uh, monster shark versus giant octopus, you know, shit like that. And we'd rent those and then go to... Uh, oh, like Kaiju Jaws ham- movies? Hamburger stand. And right. uh, load up on uh, uh, cheeseburgers and french fries and just down those and consume like 15 to 2,000 calories each while watching <laughs> god-awful B-movies. Here's a weird story. So I wrote the other day about the old Texaco mini Mart that I'd go to as a kid to do like my shopping and stuff. I was like, quite fond of that Texaco. One year. Yeah. That was by where your dad worked. Right. Mm-hmm. One, right next door. one year. Um, one summer they had a little stand there and they were selling VHS tapes for like 99 cents to $2. And they were like really bad B horror movies. And we bought one and we thought we were so we were buying a tape. It was when you're a kid, like owning something that you wouldn't normally own, there was something like to that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we bought this really bad slasher movie and it was horrible and weird and scary, but then there was like nudity in it. So we oh, watched okay. the whole thing. I didn't even think about that till you were just saying what you what you said. But yeah, that was that was a thing. But those old horror box movies, I, I used to love checking those out. Mm-hmm. You want to set up your last your last clip here? Yeah. So speaking of horror movies, um, so the the not the best part, but there's something to it, like a gamble, uh, going there because you didn't have the internet, you didn't know everything that was out there. You were relying on what was on the box and if the clerk knew what the hell you were renting, and you know you could trust them. But for the most part, like, you couldn't do research, really. Um, so you kind of – sometimes it was a gamble if you got a good movie or not. And there was one in particular my mom went and rented. My, my sister actually reminded me of this. She rented uh, 
a movie for a family night that we were all going to sit and watch a movie together. And she brought home this gem. Paramount Pictures presents... It's a girl. Unexpected. What do you say? Thank you. Unconventional. She's funny, she watches cartoons, and she likes ice cream, and she likes you, Dad. Uninhibited feelings. Why do I have to take off my pants? Because men are better listeners when they're not wearing pants. Okay. In a story about... (laughs) Unconditional love. Yeah. Melanie Griffith. Ed Harris. Milk Money. Rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, August 31st. Oh, God, we watched the shit out of this movie. I love this movie. You love... Oh, of course you love this movie. Why wouldn't you? It's... Oh, my God, we watched this movie all over and over. He brought a hooker home, right? Yeah. Yeah. so bad. Oh, my God, we watched this movie so much. Oh, my God. We we had the pay-per-view for free, so we'd we'd watch it over and over and over. You know it's not a real family-friendly movie, though. No, not at all. Like, Friday, we watched it over and over and over. Yeah. When it came out. But my mom got this thinking it was like this sweet movie. Because if you look at the cover, you know, it's got Ed Harris and the kids and, you know, Melanie Griffith is there. So my mom's like, oh, Melanie Griffith. Oh, look at that. Um, And then on the back, I'll I'll just read from the back. And I'm assuming she kind of just perused over it. Also, if you look in the back and it's a fresh, funny, feel good film. Um and there's pictures of kids and people smiling and all that. And then you, I'll just read from it. Melanie Griffith and Ed Harris make a perfect match in this delightful romantic comedy that's rich with laughs and love. I guarantee you that's where she stops. But 12-year-old Frank Wheeler and his two best buddies are determined to solve life's biggest mystery, women. So they pull their piggy bank money and head for the big city. Their plan? To peek at a naked lady. Eh, still sounds kind of cute. It's actually rather creepy. Uh, the kids hit the jackpot when they meet V, Melanie Griffith, a gorgeous, warm-hearted working girl. In print, in uh, little air quotes. Well, it's not air quotes. Hooker. Down, I guess it's quotes. Hooker. But this is also following up the hooker with a heart of gold thing. Um, right. And uh, actually, it was funny. Uh, Siskel Niebuhr, I think it was uh, Roger Ebert, pointed out that it's just movie executives making movies about the only women that they know, and that's hookers. Um, they they trashed this movie. Yeah, um, everyone did. Uh, and sees the perfect wife for his shy single dad, Ed Harris. Uh, bringing them together won't be easy, especially with a ruthless mobster, Malcolm McDowell, chasing V. But as Frank soon discovers, love has a magic all its own. So it's basically um, pretty woman meets... Um. Uh, what the hell is that movie? Uh, Sister Act. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Meets uh really awkward um coming of age like it's just can, it's not can what you, you're expecting. Can you guess what I thought was the hottest scene in this movie? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen this probably since like 1997. When she's wearing the bodysuit, and they draw like her ovaries and everything. Oh uh, yes. And you that, can see yeah. her nips through it. Well, yeah, and then they, then they make, they ended up making a, a, a Pepto Bismol commercial out of that whole bit. Right. That's aired recently. It still runs now that commercial. But yeah, my my mom came home and brought this movie home. And she thought she she hit gold, and 
as it turns out, it was she was it was so uncomfortable that my sister and I watching this movie with her and she was so freaked out by it. Um, yeah, she she made a big mistake. Apparently not you didn't. You love this movie. I, I loved it. Ex- Why didn't you? I can't believe your your mom out of all moms let you watch this. Well, she didn't want to. She she wasn't expected. She thought it was like a warm, fuzzy. Read the first paragraph again. You know, no, I I know, I get it, but warm, fuzzy romp. Like she didn't and, freak out. Um, this is the woman that pulled me out of Last Action Hero. But somehow we still sat through and watched the whole movie. I think she was committed because she rented it and she was gonna get her five bucks worth. Oh man, Mrs. Mama Squeezer. No wonder I have issues. I don't think you have. This was, uh, you know, I'm just this, too loved. You know, this was produced by the Kennedy Marshall Company. This movie. So all oh, those, all those uh, uh, fanboy haters who are trying to remake uh, Last Jedi and get Kathleen Kennedy fired, they could use this as evidence. This is why she sucks. Although Frank Marshall produced. The Lost, or I'm sorry, uh, Jurassic World, the second one, and, and all of them, all of Jurassic Park, and directed Congo, so it's your husband. But, I mean, did you see any of that, that tweets over the last week? People, at, uh, Ryan Johnson was like, yes, 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 please, 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 please. And then Seth Rogen was just grilling them about, like, do you have funding? So you do have funding. So you have $200 million to remake a movie that's already been made. Oh, you don't. <laughs> so you don't have fun. It was, it was great. Uh, sometimes I say it. I, I think that I say this every other show. We need a good solar flare. I know. We work with one of those yeah. fanboys. It's, he tried to explain to me the reason why Solo tanked. It didn't really tank. didn't do well its first week. It's because on the message board, they all agreed to wait a week before they saw the movie to send a message. No one can coordinate anything that well. No. No, it ta- it ta- it didn't tank, but it didn't do well because it wasn't marketed right. It was in the wrong month, and yeah, and that's it. It, it followed right up after Deadpool. Right. Um, it was it was the wrong week to release that movie. Yep. If it was released uh, in December this year, it probably would have made triple that. Well, and that would also put it a year after the last Star Wars movie. Right. It came out to they're you know you're pushing it too close. To all, each other. All the fanboys still were bitching about Last Jedi. Well, you absolutely love that movie. You think it's the greatest Star Wars movie ever made. I no, I, I, I love it, but I don't absolutely Check. love it. I don't think it's bad. I still, my favorite, one of my favorites is, is we've talked about this, is Force Awakens, but I'm still... I'm, I think it's a lot of fun. I, I, I have my issues with it, and but that doesn't make me a fanboy if I poke... If I find trouble with them. No, I'm a true fanboy. My New Hope is my favorite of all the Star Wars movies. I gotta go Empire. I mean, I, of course, I, Empire's great, but I like New Hope, and that's probably why I liked Force Awakens so much, because it was like the same fucking movie. But And then Revenge of the Sith. And then... Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah. I was hoping you would stop me there. No, we, we know you're kidding. All right. Okay. Thank goodness. Let's um, let's wrap this up. Squeeze. Let's put a bow on it. As, All right. Uh, so this was fun, and uh, 
we could tell people we're gonna I'm gonna ask people a couple a couple favors. If you're listening to the Radiers podcast and you like it, head on over to wherever you listen to. I know there's a new Google app for podcasts. If there's some sort of rating system there, even you could rate and review us. We would appreciate it. But if you're on iTunes and you can rate and review us, we'd appreciate that. Find our YouTube channel. And on Sunday when I post that new new show, if you like it, subscribe so we can get close to our 100 subscribers and, you know, get a decent name. And just head on over to radiers.com every day for summer vaca- our summer vacation event and enjoy the blogs that um, we're putting up there. Uh, and also... Just keep enjoying your summer because, fuck, this used to be the most important two months of our lives. And now we, I, we, I don't think we just care enough about it. What do you think, Squeeze? I feel like mine's almost already over. I know. That's that's the, that's the feeling every summer. Like, before yeah. summer even hits, you feel like it's over. Yeah. Because now I, I, like, look ahead and I'm, like, scheduling myself. It's like, oh, okay, I'm doing this in August. Yeah. So it might as well be August. Right. I, I, I'm like on deadlines for commercials for things in August. And I'm like, Jesus. And we're already talking October stuff. And it's driving me crazy. Mm. Uh, but, you know, back to school stuff's going to be out before we, before we can blink. Like yep. mid-July that starts. Because people are fucking monsters. Anyway, uh, well, that's because like a, <laughs> a week after you, when you graduate, or I'm not graduate, when you leave school, like a week back then is like you know 10 seconds now it feels yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh, i got you yeah anyway uh yeah check us out radiers.com rate and review us and we'll be back next week we we'll get a fun show planned uh, so i mean we got fun shows planned for the next couple months leading up to our 100th episode right squeeze yeah that's coming fast too yeah i know it's, it'll be here before you know it but until then i'm rk I'm Squeezer. You guys have a good one.